0: Hello, and welcome back. This is Colin Keeley here.
1: And I'm Brent Sanders.
0: And we are two guys buying and building wonderful internet companies.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are. And it's, it's the end of July, right? So it's, it's time to do a mid-year review on, I think we're not going to do the entire portfolio, but today we're going to talk about kind of where we're at on Scout roughly six months in, right? I mean, it's a little bit more than that technically, but it's a good halfway point to the year and kind of provide an update because it, it's been a fun and bumpy and interesting road with all sorts of of cool findings I think people will get a kick out of.
0: Yeah. So just to recap for people, it's been a little longer than six months, but six months sounds better. So we're going to stick with a, the six month review here. So we bought it a little over six months ago. It's business management software for dog walkers and pet sitters for the most part, some other pet care providers as well. Mission critical, steady growth, tailwinds. niche product with a few other competitors and then we also see kind of natural expansion so once someone gets started they add more walkers over time that's kind of how it's gone so we've tried a lot i don't know where you want to start i could start with all the growth stuff we've done then we could talk through the product stuff that sounds good sure so let's talk about things that have worked first so we have 10x our organic google traffic So we have one guy in the Philippines that we pay that does all the writing. I've also stepped in, not as writing as much, but a lot of cleanup. So the big things we did there, we moved from WordPress to Webflow and did some nice stuff to like customize Webflow blog posts, adding like table of contents and things like that to give a better experience. We updated and improved old articles. So that improves the rankings of those. And then we've written probably a few articles a week for about half a year and are if you look at a google search console it basically is just up and to the right so that's been super fruitful and yeah that was the best money spent i would say on the growth front
1: cool and then we've done some paid advertising right we've we've kind of dabbled in in almost everything want to talk about some of that yeah
0: so going down the list Captera ads are profitable as they often are i think for software companies think it's the most dependable way to spend money because these are potential customers that are already like comparison shopping the different software platforms but the scale is limited i mean you can only spend so much there so we've spent a little over three thousand dollars there and have seen 29 conversions from it and hmm. then other platforms we've spent money on google ads is one we're trying to figure out right now they've worked okay i'd say there's a lot of noise around related interests in like in this space, more so gig workers that are trying to get a job at like Rover or Wag. So more of those dog walking marketplaces. And so it's always a battle of like trying to exclude those people and exclude those keywords. But the intent is generally pretty high here. So some keywords are working for us. We spent, again, a little over $3,000 on this and I've seen six plus conversions. It says six, but I think we had conversions kind of screwed up initially. So it's a little better than that. But that's a focus we're working on improving that. I think we could scale there.
1: And we've, we've done Facebook, which is like that. Honestly, what has it been? It's been about 18 months or or longer when Facebook really Apple introduced these changes. Facebook has just kind of been kind of a a wasteland for, for ads. I mean, some people have been refiguring it out and tailoring, but on first blush, like it's not really a B2B advertising platform is the way I think of it. I'm sure some people would disagree that know know it better, but it seems like that didn't really pan out all that well.
0: Yeah. Hasn't worked for us thus far. So we've been trying it. I think it's a lot of a similar issue of gig workers, not like business owners as much. We still use it for retargeting. So you they come to our website, they engage with our product, and then we could send them basically testimonials. So we have something like 50 videos from users where they're recording themselves saying they love Scout or whatever. And you could play those as ads on Facebook or Instagram. And so we spent a little over $1,000 there. Haven't seen any conversions from it yet, but still have faith in the retargeting at least and spending a little bit going forward
1: there. Yeah, the videos I thought were a great source of content, right? Like I think that those videos, they're, they're glowing reviews. They're people that are like on a dog walk almost. A lot of them are Literally doing their their job and, and recording while they're doing it. And I think editing that stuff down and having like a, a proper oh, I don't know, like call to action with that. It seems like it's really powerful. So I'm kind of surprised that hasn't panned out at least that content. But I think that's been you know, pretty combination recent combination um, for retargeting.
0: Yeah, adding that to Facebook for retargeting is new. That's not like what the bulk of the spend has been on so far. It is a question of like, I don't know where else to put those. Like I think we probably should put them all over the website. I don't know if it makes sense to upload them all to YouTube, just so it like exists somewhere in the world. But yeah, we're sitting on some gold there for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that stuff's awesome. It's really it's glowing feedback. It's like Scout's amazing. I couldn't do my business without it. And so, if somebody's kind of on the fence between one or another, it's it's great to have like real. And you can tell it's it's real people. It's not like paid advertising where it's like I'm a, a dramatization of a dog walker. So it it. In my mind, that works better than like the product video where it's like, you can do this with Scout and, you know, it. this is a person that you you should be able to empathize with because they are doing the job.
0: That's what people say for landing pages. It's like, put the bare minimum of like benefits and like just in the headers. And then it's just like an entire wall of social proof. And that seems to be what converts best. So we should probably adopt that on our page as well. Other things we spent a little money on, we added Rewardful to incentivize kind of word of mouth. I don't remember what our offer is. It's like 30% for the first year, first 12 months, 24 months, something like that. So we just put that up. I think we're adding it now to like the user flows so they know it exists. We've only spent $152, including like the subscription. And we've seen two conversions from it so far. So I have faith in that one. It's just, is early days still.
1: Um, Yeah. And that is a good... Lead in, like what I've been doing is pointing any of the, the franchisers that are out there. And there's a lot of companies we've spoken with, probably about a dozen that have a dog walking franchise or want to try to get it off the ground. And they see this as a, actually a pretty good entry point is like, Hey, if I can recommend or require the software that like my franchisees use, I can pull reports and then I can also get some sort of upside financially from each month.
0: Yeah. And then other stuff we've done, uh, so we tried this money-back guarantee. So instead of a free trial, we tried a 60-day money-back guarantee. So in theory, we're pushing on all these paid ads. I wanted all that money up front, which would let us spend more money on ads. The reality is it really hasn't panned out as well as we kind of thought it would or we're hoping it would. The money-back guarantee, I would say, has been fine. But we've also seen that there's a lot of these potential customers that want to try out Scout in the product first. And didn't want to like throw it on their credit card and we're losing that kind of top of funnel that we would have otherwise so we're moving back to a 14 day free trial without requiring a credit card
1: my takeaway here is that you can't really do it in a competitive space i mean if your competitors have equivalent features you're not like a complete standout like the case of we brought this if you're a listener we brought this up as like a case study of wp engine right at the time they were the only ones doing this and in many cases even still there are competitors but there's no like one-to-one competitor to them even still that is doing that so it kind of makes sense like hey if you're going to use us commit right now do it versus we have two to three maybe five to six on the broader scheme of like competitors i would say we have two to three really close competitors and then maybe five to six broader they don't really work the same way they don't really do the same thing but their software for this same vertical. So that seems to be the takeaway is like, if you're in a semi crowded space or even competitive space and all the others are offering trials, but I think you you nailed it, like the, seeing the responses on Facebook groups of like, Hey, I, I tried out three of them. I'm going to just basically try all of them in a free trial and see which one I like the best.
0: Yeah, definitely a lot more comparison shopping going on here. So that was just learning. It was a worthwhile, I think experiment for three months. Other things that we're starting, but like, don't have great results on yet to talk about a freemium plan. So experimenting on pricing a little bit more, raising prices, lead magnets. I just added some of those. So we'll see how that goes. Doing more demos with people and offering them like an opportunity to call in or do a webinar or like different things like that. A newsletter, affiliates I already had. YouTube, we're doing more producing stuff, posting it to YouTube for Scout and then also courses. So offering free and maybe even potentially paid courses on like very much teaching people how to go from a single dog walker into building a nice business out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which heavily relies on the feature set of, of Scout. So it it dovetails really well. And and in my mind, it's like almost a great thing to give away for free because it's, it's just, hey, if you want to learn how to do this and use this system, otherwise using something else won't really work or you're going to have to kind of figure out a different approach.
0: Yeah, it's mostly free for sure. I mean, they're free right now. I wanted to experiment with paid, just doing it at cost as a way just to like, if you could run it at cost, you could pay for exposure or so. So we're going to do that as a test as well, but we haven't done that yet. One other, I'd say positive that we haven't covered is like, I would say we've built a really nice remote team with people all over who've cobbled together over the last six months. So running down, I have this list. You can tell me whether they're great or not a senior developer that's in South America, two junior developers in Cleveland, customer support in Argentina, a writer in the Philippines, QA in the Philippines, and then our growth guy is in Colorado.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, we've put together a great team. I would say one one of the developers is actually an intern and he's wrapped up already this this summer. So we it was really like two months of work, but it's we'll been take him off awesome list. to have. Yeah. Take him off the list. No, he's, Hopefully the, the whole point of this is he comes back after he graduates. That's the the whole kind of structure that I think about when I hold separate conversation on internships, but junior developer has been doing awesome. He's taken a ton of ownership over our mobile applications and is at this point like leading development on new features, right? Like we, we help and work with each other and and support one another, but he's really kind of stepping into his own. And then our, the, the latest introduction, the senior developer really just started last month has just helped us kind of hit our stride. We're really able to ship and catch up, like our backlog's clearing out really quickly and it's not going to be a permanent thing, but it's, it's definitely helping us catch up and, and actually get ahead of our timelines for, for all the work we want to get done. Sweet. Do you
0: want to talk about things on the product side? I think that's mostly where things are at in the growth and marketing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, on the product side it's what what has gone well is we've kind of swallowed the toad from a infrastructure perspective. We've we've had to as we talked about in a prior podcast, we've had to sort of just pull the band-aid off and upgrade the database and upgrade our overall system. Everything's been been updated and that's been the the scariest and most challenging part of this process which is trying not to break things but but i would say the biggest surprise and and none of that was a surprise because in diligence we knew like hey this is running a, a database that's way out of date and it, it works but how do you scale or it works but how do we add new users so that was kind of the theme of the first three months was like hey we're using a billing system that new customers can't seem to use or a I remember our first day taking over support. I I don't know if you recall it, but it was like manually getting credit cards updated because there was no way to do it. And it was like, it had just kind of fallen into a, a bit of disrepair for certain use cases where you had to go to customer support. And by the way, you're locked out of your system. People want to pay you for dog walking. You can't until you get in touch with us and we figure out a way to get your credit card updated. So it was a went from kind of a nightmarish place to uh, a better place. But the, the process of, of doing that was difficult. It was really hard because there are a, there's a microservices architecture here where from a tech perspective, you're probably out there rolling your eyes because this is not a huge system, but by its sort of design and creation, it's been broken into all these little pieces. So we have a billing system, we have a subscription system, and anytime you want to update like a domain of the system, you've got to upload and deploy like four different things concurrently and hope all that works well together. And it, and most of the time it does, but sometimes it's, it's been challenging. That feels good to have done and behind us now. And I think some of the the things that could have gone better or I'd like to see continue to get better is just like creating waves for customers. That's been the one thing that of across other products I've worked on, there is usually like a window of time where you can make some changes or even have downtime. And it's like, because it's global, because it's mission critical, we just have zero leeway with our customers to be like, Hey, this is going to be down for a period of time. And it's, it's difficult to explain to someone. It's like, Hey, we have to take this down for an hour or two hours. And like, no, no, no. I like, we can't run our business and there's zero sort of offline capability. That's one of the challenges. And the other biggest challenge that I'm I'm realizing, and I'm just, we've slowed down the release of new features and new capabilities or new UI is like, people are set on how this thing works. They don't really want to see changes. They want to see fixes. They want to see improvements. They don't really want to see new features. I mean, they say they want new features. They say they want messaging and in video, but they also prioritize disruption is the worst thing you can do. So. There's really no point in, in even gambling with a feature that might be disruptive to a workflow. So I think that's been the the biggest realization of like coming from more of a startup background of like, Hey, we're going to launch these features, throw them out and see what the response is like, no, 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 you can't, you can't even put the button there for them to see because you have to kind of fully train, provide documentation well in advance. And, and it, which makes sense. I mean, it's putting your shoes in an owner's perspective, you can't just You can't really have any change. Like a lot of the dog walkers are not technical. They're not super tech savvy. They're dog people. They are great with pets. They're not necessarily like great with figuring out permissions on their mobile application, which, yeah, I would say like going back to a prior episode, that's probably been the biggest pain point is customers that were already kind of annoyed or upset with the platform when we took over and then having any further disruption causing them to either turn out or, or find an alternative and it's funny i've i've been in touch with some of the customers that we have one major customer that that left and that was i was trying to retain they were already at risk when we had our first intro conversation like hey this is we're the new owners and we're going to invest in scout and they were already like we're switching we're going <laughs> we're already annoyed with it we're already upset with it and but it's funny even as we push a, a pretty large release yesterday and sent out an email and they responded which they are still a customer but they're not like to the extent that they were they've moved their walkers they're already kind of transitioned to another platform but they're like hey we're still rooting for you we're hoping to come back like they i think that is the the realization that like during diligence this company was still growing and despite that we were kind of looking at the tech being like wow this This stuff's going to need a lot of work and we're going to need to dig into it. And a lot of it was like, well, it's still growing. So what I think we were seeing largely though, was just the natural cycles of, of companies growing, right? That, as you pointed out, that's one of the reasons why we, we bought the business is that by itself, without adding new customers necessarily, you're seeing the, the seat and headcount grow.
0: For sure. I guess one thing to circle back on, we talked before about that Facebook group that was problematic. It was becoming super negative. I feel like we have won it over. The negativity is mostly yeah. stopped. You're posting like updates. We're getting like, valuable responses. If yeah. any issue ever pops up, I always pop in and try to neuter it real quickly and try to help. And then it seems like the negativity kind of gets stopped in its tracks. So- I feel good about that one. I yeah. think that's like an asset now going forward of having engaged For users sure. in like one group.
1: Yeah, and in fact, I'm confident adding more people to it now. I think there there have been customers that didn't know or don't know it exists that I've let them know, hey, this is here and we, this is where I'm gonna post new features. I mean, I I post the new feature, kind of upcoming features that we're innovating on. And we post that as part of our release notes, like, hey, here's what's coming next. Give us your feedback. and man, the feedback we get is so, so, so positive. But the reality is just people are really, I think, pent up about kind of, hey, I've been asking for these things for years and they haven't happened. And now I have this issue happening with my billing or it's like they get so frustrated, I think that they've been waiting. And so we're giving them what they're asking for, which is movement. And we're investing in this. And so I think we just need to see more continual and stable releases happening it definitely did not help to have the outage we had i think that is something that every day that goes by that we don't have an outage and we've mitigated a lot of those issues having this new database just gives me so much better sleep it's the that's the main thing is like but it's if you have something that is a potential a bottleneck on a system like this i think if i had to do one thing over i would have probably done that before anything else now that i Know what I know is like, I would have just said, Hey, we're moving the database right now, even though my philosophy around the product has been like, don't touch anything for as long as possible because things I'm still learning the system. But I think that would have been, that would have probably been wise to even do it earlier, which this, I think our plan was to replace this database a year after the, in another six months or so, and just kind of let it limp along until we really need to really understand the system, but. That's, that small scale. Of these, these micro SaaS businesses is they, we bought it with the hair on it. And it's just, that's the, the situation we took on and I don't regret it. Right. I guess I don't want to see, seem like, oh man, we, we bit off more than we can chew it. That's definitely not the case. It's just, it would have been nicer to do this in a planned way rather than a forced way. <laughs> that's, that's the case that I, I kind of wanted to avoid.
0: For sure. Any final thoughts, anything you want to talk through on Scout? I think we cover most of you know stuff we focused on.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think like continuing to win over that Facebook group is, is, it's a great place to leave this. And I think we're seeing that with customers, especially longtime customers. The thing that I'm seeing is a correlation to happier customers and referrals coming in. I think that there's a lot of, as you, you might see on, on Slack, we get a notification anytime somebody signs up, but. It feels like sentiment is rising again, and I'm seeing more and more my friend uses Scout and recommended it. And these like personal referrals actually having an impact in our uh, monthly signups, which with, with ads been paused or it's hard to know because you're also running ads and.
0: It's simply a tight knit community and people seem to really help other dog walkers. Like there's all these other Facebook groups and people are always asking like, what software should I use? What leashes do you like? So I think it, yeah, word of mouth, that's why it's a little weird that affiliate hasn't panned out yet. I mean, it seems like word of mouth is great for us and trying to incentivize it just hasn't quite made a difference quite yet, but I think over time it
1: will. I I totally agree. I think the affiliate program maybe is confusing. I don't know. We get a lot of questions and support about it and they don't really get escalated to me, but if I'm, I do a a daily or twice daily kind of walk through support and see what's kind of coming through and people don't seem to. I don't think they understand the pricing and that's a whole separate bag of tricks, which is our pricing is, and always has been kind of weird. It's very fair, but I think that's one thing I would love to look at in the next six months. And we've talked about this internally of like other ways of charging. that are simpler because frankly, in arrears is not normal for this space. And it's very, very fair, but it's also very, very difficult to maintain. It's difficult to explain. It's difficult for new customers to understand. Can you hear me, Kyle?
0: No, I've been having quite a bit of internet issues. I assume. We yeah, you were breaking up
1: a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on with Riverside, but it has been problematic recently.
1: Weird. All right. Well, either way, I think that's it in terms of where, where Scouts at. I'm super optimistic on this business. I'm spending, I've, over the last six months, I've spent most of my time on this. I'm starting to kind of get back to some of the other businesses and pair my time between them. But I still am super bullish on this. And I think this is going to be a big opportunity for us.
0: I didn't hear what you said, but yes, I I agree fully.
1: All right, Colin. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. All
0: right. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll try to figure out this internet stuff.